Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Thunder Talk presented by Off the Wagon. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, Jameson Maxwell, as usual, and he's finally back from probably his 10th vacation in a row. He's returned. <laughs> it's Ford he Brandon. He has risen. He has risen. It is Ford Brandon. He's back. Ford, uh, welcome in. What up, guys? Uh, not much. You've... Um, Clearly missed a bit of thunder here. Uh, well, last time I was on a pod was about a month ago, and we've lost about uh, 27 games since, it feels like. Hey. So this is going to be rough. Yeah. Jameson and I declared it rock bottom yesterday, uh, last pod uh, against Memphis. Oh, and uh, Yeah, well. This, uh, this is arguably the worst basketball I've seen the Thunder play since, like, 2008. Well, yeah. Well, we started that Think one by. another time, yeah. Uh, no, it, it, it has been since 08, but, you know, the last time I cracked open a beer to start it because it was bad, and uh, I think it's time for another. Here we go. Let's do it again. All right. Rock Bottom was not Memphis. Rock Bottom was when FSOK pulled out that grainy-ass, like, TV product that they did versus Dallas. That was Rock Bottom. Whenever FSOK couldn't get any worse with Michael Cage, they pull out this <laughs> grainy TV that I had to watch for two hours and 40 minutes of just thunder choking to a team, Trey Burke. That was rock bottom, <laughs> especially without the rookie of the year. That was pretty trash. It looked like it was filmed on like a 2003 era like camcorder. I know I, they put it on. The, they put like highlights on the jump the next day. Yes, I was watching the jump. Um, not high like noon the jump. or anything. Rachel Nichols is my girl. I know, I know, but I mean, like, I was watching ESPN midday TV. I like Bobby said. At least I wasn't watching High Noon or Highly like Green or like Greenberg, and like, <laughs> I can't watch Questionable. God bless. But I but like they showed like highlights from S- FSOK versus Dallas, and and they showed it. And I've never been so embarrassed to be a Thunder fan because they're talking crap about Thunder, and it was just a horrible broadcast that they kept showing on repeats of the same three highlights over and over while they kept talking. I was like, take this off, please. Yeah, the- not worth it anymore. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Ford has been back for all of two minutes, and he's already dropped an F-bomb. So that's great. <laughs> it's um, rough. It's rough. All right. It's, it's I'll, tough I'll times. Be I'll be better. I'll it's be better. It is tu- excusable. It is excusable. Um, however, there's one shining light in all of this disaster, and it has to be Westbrook's double-triple-double. Um, obviously an incredible feat. Um, incre- I don't care that they're playing against the South Bay Lakers. You know what? That's pretty cool. I liked it. Um, Jameson, you and I were there to see it. What kind of what kind of stood out? What was your reaction to all of it? Yeah, we caught it kind of going like in the third quarter, and we were like, let's see if he actually kind of goes for this because everyone said, oh, Westbrook's stat pads, and then some OKC homers would be like, oh, he really doesn't. It's just getting the rebounds starts the fast break. No, this was stat padding at its finest. My take from it, I'm very disappointed he got that one assist. It should have been 20-20-20. Like straight even. The 21 assist he did, and he knew if he could have just gave that up, someone would have had it. No one, he did not need to make that assist. Yeah. I mean, for someone who's like, who loved Nipsey Hustle, you know, and actually listened to his music for the last like couple years, that was pretty special. It was pretty, because I know Russ and him were pretty close, and like Nip volunteered for like the Why Not Foundation. They're both from South LA, and like, they were friends, so it was pretty cool. And it was also really weird, but um, kind of touching seeing like Russ get a little emotional at the end because he had never really been like he he hardly ever shows emotion, you know. So for someone to go out and get twenty twenty twenty, be the first person since Wilt in sixty eight to do it, I thought that was pretty special and definitely the highlight of the last month. I feel like, Bobby, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Bobby, do you, I got a question for you. Do you think that he actually went pregame and said, I'm going to get a 2020? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, I, I bet. I, I don't know if he if he specifically was like, I'm going to get exactly 2020, but um, I think once you saw once he saw what he was doing at halftime with a 14 assist, uh, which was a number we thought like was unfathomable at half. Um, I think once that happened, he was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm I'm going to go for this specifically. Yeah, I, I think I, that's more of the thing. I don't think like he went like pregame was like I'm about to go get 2020. Exactly. I think he was. Because Nip was part of the Rolling Sixties Crips. Yeah, I understand. I understand the reference. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I feel like even for Westbrook, it's such a hard feat that you kind of just have to stumble into it. And at halftime, with the numbers he had, it was in reach. But I mean, if he really wanted to just go out and do that for Nipsey Hustle. Why doesn't he do that for us in just games every 82 games? You know, because I mean, obviously, whenever you get 20 assists, I don't care what your other stats are, we're going to win those games. So why don't you come out with that mindset in all of our games? We're going to do so well. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and that was the best part of Westbrook's game to me is the fact that he was just such a brilliant distributor, especially early on. Um, I mean, 10 assists in the first quarter, that's ridiculous. When Westbrook can play like that and really dish it and get get it on, you know, on to where he's trying to get it, he's unstoppable because you always have to, have to respect him as an offensive threat. Well, that's how we were playing at the beginning of the season. Remember when Russ was like really, really, you know, just giving the ball up to PG and letting PG kind of take over the alpha role? That's when we started to thrive. Yeah, agreed. Um, I gotta say, I gotta say, right before we continue on, uh, shout out to the unsung hero of the night, Isaac Bonga. Yes, we uh, were big Isaac Bonga fans. We were big on Isaac Bonga. He's a six eight guard uh, who weighs one hundred eighty pounds. Oh, for the I've seen him at like the on the. NBA 2K on the roster, he's at the very bottom. Like, yes, like, yes, <laughs> yes. He, he, he was the last man off the bench, and we were chanting for his name, and he finally came in at the end. He was the one who rewarded Russell Westbrook with his last rebound. He, he was wide open. He was wide open. It was just like, uh, I guess I'll just throw this one up, and then yeah, it was it was it was great. It was it was the moment we all wanted, you know, out of uh, Isaac Bonga and uh, our guy Jamario Jones. So. It was who Jamario Jones doesn't even have a Jamario. picture. Jamario Jones doesn't even have a picture on NBA.com. It's just a silhouette. Yeah, and it was also really <laughs> sad how the Thunder in their stat sheet that they handed out at halftime, they had number ten like in the in the in the uh, stat sheet they had him as what was it? Uh, what was his name, Bobby? Oh shoot, I can't remember. It was it was something completely different from from uh like who actually was there that that's that's the state of this lakers team they can't even keep their roster like in check of who's playing yeah they had one guy on the stat sheet which was the correct one and then the program they had a guy who's completely different name was scotty machado yeah 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 scotty machado that's what it was it was it's just an embarrassing display from the lakers but you know what (laughs) In, in times like these you gotta hold on to whatever happiness you can get because you know what it it, this season's not gonna probably last that much longer, so you know. In which is in that, crazy to think. In the la- like, if, if you say, if you told me that two months ago, I'd think you're lying. I I mean I think I think what 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 has transpired over the past couple of weeks is one of the most shocking fall like collapses I've ever seen in sports. Yep, I but. agree. Yeah, it it was pretty poor, but I mean, I guess since now Ford's back on the pod, I, the last time he was on, I remember we were picking games and we were on a roll, and I think it was just after the Portland game. Is that right, Ford? No, I'm trying to think. When I, was, I when was All Star? 
All Star Weekend. Yeah, it was so it was right after the All Star Weekend, and we just beat in Portland yeah. on that Friday, and we were going uh, I up think against it was. like I think our lineup was like after that something in Miami Heat was like the last one. So I think it was Wait, like was it, it was, was like it? New Orleans, Milwaukee, Orlando, Miami was the one we were previewing. We're like, oh, yep. Oh, so it wasn't the was it wasn't the Portland game. Where oh we no, like, that wasn't we it. We swept them like at Portland. No, it was L. What was it? It was it was February twenty eighth, I believe. So like right after All Star break, uh, yeah, that's the last one. I that's oh, what the so last that one for was here. The Utah game. It was it was after a huge game. We were like, okay, we're just gonna sweep it. We we're like four and zero. You know what? We I like think it was of- it was the U- it was right after All Star break. I remember that. Yeah. So we were just talking Utah. We were talking a little Portland. Things were like kind of looking bad, but they weren't like this. Well, I mean, we were getting back on the right track once we won, like at Portland, at Utah, um, and then uh, I think I think the game that broke us was really that Indiana game. We're at Indiana and up 19, and then Paul George just had an atrocious last two minutes. Like I think that was because we were really getting back on track at that point. I I I don't know something like. Some, I mean, I hadn't been on the pod, you know, in like a month. So, I mean, I, I hadn't really gotten to like speak my mind on this whole on this collapse. But so, I don't. I it's like what makes it you know more tolerable is if an understanding is if there were answers, you know. But there are no answers to this collapse going from a two seed to a borderline playoff team overnight. I mean, I know we clinched, but at the time, I mean, we're not playing like a playoff team. But it's it's like something must have happened in the locker room or something. Like I just don't understand how you drop games to. And I know we have a tough schedule, but I don't understand how you drop games to Memphis, Dallas at home. You know, like just these, like. It's it's so frustrating, and and I have no answers for this collapse other than something must be internal. Well, I think the biggest thing is just the the development of you know bad habits, and we we, we want to move on. You know, we've we this has been talked about ad nauseum, not just on this pod, but you know, everyone has talked about it. It's a development of bad habits. Uh, the idea that this team thinks they can come back and win every game, which they have been able to get close, but that's just not how you sustain a, a team. Yeah. Uh, I think this year the Thunder have had the most come-from-behind wins by, like, 10 or more. Yes. That's a deficit Yes, any other season, correct? Yeah. Yes, but they've also gone into, in this in this past straight stretch, something like that. That Laker game was, I believe, only the third time in 18 or 19 games that the Thunder had led at half. So it's it's bad starts, it's bad habits. It's bad I think, first quarter defense. That's, well, yeah, it's 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 sloppy defense, and I think the the disappearance of um, Terrence Ferguson as a three point threat and Paul George. Yeah, well, Paul George kind of falling apart has been huge as well. Jameson, um, really, what's your what's your kind of big take on all of it before we move on and look yeah. at the next couple games? I guess just one take before we move on from this because yeah, we talked about it a lot um, before that Lakers game. I mean, I listen to Down to Dunk podcast all the time. I'm big on that, and they're talk. They always got the net rating stuff, so that's kind of my um, in, like inspiration to go towards that. And before the Lakers game in the first quarter, our net rating was minus 18 in the whole league. That's the worst. Our defense was giving up 121 per 100 possessions. 
that that's not acceptable and whenever you create and dig a hole like that it's it's not going to happen if you look in all of these games that we've played since then it's been like that except for the game versus miami whenever we came out strong we choked it to go on and then versus the lakers last night where we actually kept it there was okay i understand it got close but Thunder felt in control that whole game. And there's some what happened in the past. And it past, was a passionate rush yes. behind it. What happened in the past in our bad run, the people that are really kind of pessimistic about the Thunder came out and like, oh no, here we go. We're down we're down by one and we're giving it up. That's just basketball. We we had that game the whole time. I the think Thunder that, have done that a lot though the last month. So I, I mean it's you can get used to it. Like, but the, but the style of the game and how it was going, we, we had that in control. So, I mean, if there's any kind of turn to it, this Lakers game is something that we can use because while we had big wins for, say, like Toronto and everything, those were just big wins. This was an emotional win. We have something to back ourselves and kind of put up. Nipsey, the whole game dedicated to him, that's emotional. That's something the locker room can come together as one and kind of move on moving forward. That's a really cool moment. So and I, I think that's something yeah. that we can that can we can actually turn the season around. Agreed. And that's another thing that's like super frustrating to me is that this team has the talent and they've proven over and over again that they can be consistent and beat the big boys and like the really great teams and win games that they should win. They're like they were the two seed before the All Star break, correct? Or was it the three yeah. seed? Yeah, three. It was up there. We were the three. It, yeah, we're like a half game behind two or something like that. Yeah. Really um, we were tied a couple games before. All-Star. We go on these slumps, and then we win at Toronto, you know? Like, and then just lose to – we drop the Memphis game immediately after that. That's what makes this so frustrating. But one last thing is, uh, Bobby, you were saying, like, I don't think we've ever seen a collapse like this. Well, Thunder, correct, but you know what it's reminding me a lot of? It reminds me – this is reminding me a lot like um, the 2014 Indiana Pacers. Do you remember when they were the one seed and they like they were so far ahead of the of the East and then after like halftime or after like midway through the season they just collapsed? You remember that? Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah. Well, like they looked like a completely different team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Roy Hibbert is, started to play really similar. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all in all, just we've really kind of touched on this a lot. Um, I think. Just one point is maybe what we saw earlier in the season might have been fool's goal with the strength of schedule and the way we were shooting threes and not playing the game that we wanted to. And now we're starting to see what we truly are. We've got. I mean, the we all there. knew that like our sh- hot shooting couldn't yes. sustain for that long, but like it comes back. We to weren't. Sh- that was only like a small stretch, you know, of like three weeks or something like that. I know, that. but that's like, where we all of our consistent before that. That's like, where all of our optimism and led to this pessimism came from jameson i'm gonna let you finish but we gotta sell out real quick i think what we gotta we gotta evaluate our team as of now um and see the pieces and um if we can get everything to hit at the same time uh it's gonna work out well for us in the playoffs and that's kind of similar to what um we need to do if we want to have a good position in the playoffs going forward We've got four more games, um, Detroit coming up on Friday night. Then we got a 2.30 game at Minnesota. Then the following Tuesday versus Houston at Milwaukee. And we're competing in the standings versus San Antonio. We're recording this as of Thursday afternoon. So we are currently a half game up into the seven seed. And the LA Clippers. Oh, we're in the seven seed right now? Yes, Yes, after the Spurs lost last night. Yeah, I I think here's the thing about the schedule. It's going to be a little tough for the Thunder to really kind of overdo the Spurs because the Spurs have, let's be honest, a kind of 
way easier schedule than the Thunder do. Just taking a look at their next couple games. First off, they only have three games left. Uh, at the Wizards, at the Cavs, and the Mavericks in San Antonio. Um, and that's just that's, that's, that's an easy slate compared to what we got. So while the Thunder do have a game advantage, um, it's just going to be a tougher run for us than it, than it will be San Antonio. Uh, here's the big thing, I think, though, it, it, and this is a little sneaky. What about the Clippers? Because they, while they do have a little bit of an advantage on us, they do have to play the Warriors and the Jazz. Forget about the Lakers, they also have to play them. So a potential two-game collapse there could spring us into a possible scenario where we... Uh, where we overtake them. The Thunder just have to be near flawless here. Yeah, I was like, that's banking on us actually being consistent for once. Yeah, I think I think if we don't win out these four games, we're the eight seed. No matter if we go three and one, we're gonna be the eight seed. Uh, if we go four and oh, depending on the Clippers, I think uh we'll be the six seed. If we go four and oh, just if people are wondering, if we win with this out, we're being we're gonna be the seven, no matter what. I mean, that means at, from the Golden State-Denver game the other night where Golden State beat Denver, that pretty much solidified almost, for the most part, as long as Golden State doesn't collapse these next couple games, that they're going to be the one seed. So oh, it wait. is pivotal for us to win four games. Now that San Antonio lost last night with Pop getting objected to the Denver, that if we win out, we do not have to play the Warriors in the first round. Well, what happens if we win out and then the Clippers go on like a slump, like they lose two games. Then we'd be the sixth seed. Yeah, okay. We, oh, we, I thought we, you, I thought you were saying like, oh, if we went out, like we're guaranteed seven. Oh, we're guaranteed at the minimum of oh, seven. Okay. Okay. We can, we can therefore be six. The thing is what is really difficult for us is throughout this whole season, we've been blessed to have tiebreakers versus good teams, and we thought that was really going to help us in the playoffs. But our tiebreakers are only against Utah and Portland and possibly Houston coming up. That they're out of our reach. We do not have tiebreakers versus the Clippers and the Spurs, thanks to the Spurs' crazy double overtime shooting performance game and Clippers win of us playing them without Russell and stuff like that. So I mean, uh, that that's just a tough that's just tough situation here. So we cannot tie them. So Clippers need to lose two of their three games if we want that six seed. And they have Lakers, Warriors, Jazz. So Warriors, Jazz is very obtainable. And the Spurs, they just, they can do whatever. It's all on us. We control our destiny. Yep, agreed. Uh, and when you when you look at the, this final stretch, it, I mean, it, I think it's interesting, though. Um, so we'll, let's just, let's take a little look forward here into these last four games. Um, and let's start out by talking about the Friday game against the Pistons. Uh, Ford, you actually have seen these Pistons up close this season. And uh, not a very impressive performance. Hold on, when did I... When did I see the Pistons? You were in when you were in New York. Oh, I forgot. For, I thought well, I was thinking Thunder. I was like, we hadn't played them yet. I was like, we only played them once. Oh yeah. Oh, they looked pathetic. To be fair, it was a, it was a pretty forgettable uh, oh, experience. Yeah. Oh, Tyler and I picked the wrong game to go to. That was like a thirty-point blowout, thirty-five-point blowout, something like that. Pistons shot the Pistons. I think that game shot the lowest percentage shooting total shooting percentage ever or, or since like as a team as a whole since like 2012 or something like that it was horrific but yeah. yeah they didn't they didn't look very good i mean i mean it obviously this is a game the thunder have more talent they have the i mean i guess right now we don't have the better team but i mean it's 
I, Pistons, Pistons uh, I mean, aren't they locked in at the sixth seed right now? No, they're they'll not be co- locked in at anywhere. They're well, okay, coming well, I, in. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to say locked. When I said locked in, I meant like they're the sixth seed currently. So they're in the playoffs. So they're going to be very motivated. They actually are so not locked into a playoff spot now. That's no. what makes this game serious. The top five teams in the East no. are all clinched, but six, seven, eight, nine, and ten are scrapping with each other. Oh, ten, piss- yes, uh, Hornet, Hornet, Hornets got a long shot, but it's not. They're not going to make it. It's mostly Miami, Magic, Brooklyn. Detroit fighting for three spots, and they're all within half a game, one game with each other. So Detroit needs to win, but Blake Griffin, I'm pretty sure, is ruled out. So this still isn't going to be a cupcake because these are going to be guys that want it, and that's what gives yeah. us troubles. We're, we whenever we Memphis, go against teams but, that have um, more desire to win than us is whenever we find it, no matter the skill of the other team. So it's more of a want-to thing. Of course. We should have motivation as well. But should. Should is a yeah, key word. Yeah, should. That's a – yeah. Yeah. That's the theme of the season. We should have had motivation for the past two weeks. Every time you think this team is has finally emotionally turned it around and is actually going to put in some effort, they go out and like lay a complete dud to the Mavericks or you know the Grizzlies or whoever. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, big a big thing in the Eastern Conference playoff race, though, and you know this won't change anything for Detroit. Uh, Josh Richardson uh, ruled out two weeks for Miami. Yes. Oh. So that makes ooh. Detroit even want to win even more. So that's going to be a tough game. All in all, I I mean we don't really there's not much to talk about it. It's just will we show up or not? You really can't just play scenario game. Now if we really want to play scenario game at Minnesota coming up on Sunday at two thirty. We can talk the Minnesota curse. We can talk yeah. the two thirty curse. Yep. Um, we can. There's everything, and then at Minnesota too. I mean, there's really kind of a lot of things not going our way there. I feel like we'll really know Detroit. Um. Unless it's fool's gold of kind of where our emotion is and how we're playing um, we going into that Sunday game. game. Yeah, the the T Wolves game is red flag central. They've had our number the entire season, and it just I I, I don't know. It, we're going to really t- tell if this team is motivated by if they're going to get up for a two thirty game in Minnesota. That's just going to be. I mean, it it it. it, it I wouldn't say it's the toughest left on our schedule because we do have to play the Rockets. We're talking about them next, but. I gotta say the Timberwolves—they give me the heebie-jeebies. I'm not—I'm not a fan. Uh, mm-hmm. That's gonna be—that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be very. I mean, that's a classic game. The Thunder lose, and with the way we're playing, I don't. And our lack of motivation—I don't have really any expectations for that game. I would be very pleasantly surprised if we won that game, but I don't. I. I mean, to the listeners, I wouldn't expect anything of it. If if we have if we have pride in our game, we relapse that or relay that. Um, emotion from the Lakers game over to Detroit, you'll know if we won the Minnesota game. I don't think if we come, if we come out with effort the way we play, we're going to win. We're at Minnesota. All curses aside, just put them aside. It's it's if we want it, we got it. I'm just putting that out there. Now, with Houston, that's a completely different story. Yeah, speaking on Houston, it's uh, the first night of a back-to-back, the final, I guess the final back-to-back of the entire season. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, here, the thing about Houston is the Portland Trailblazers just won't die, uh, meaning that this game looked like it would be you know possibly a rest game for them. But considering they're you know within a half game, tied in the loss column, uh, this could be something where the Rockets are really trying to get that win, uh, especially because it means avoiding a possible Golden State matchup in the second round. 
I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like playing. I don't like playing Harden at all. Uh, this one, this one makes me nervous. But you know, if the Thunder can beat you know Minnesota, I feel pretty good about uh, how this team will be going emotionally because they always show up for the Rockets. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also that Bucks it. game. Oh, sorry. Uh, Giannis and Middleton will probably be resting, right? So I mean, I, yes. I, I mean that's that's going to be like the. Minnesota, yeah. I mean the the Milwaukee D League team, G League, excuse me. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we can we can take that one. We do always show up for the Rockets, but playing the beard and the way he's playing right now is pretty scary. But I feel like we can. I mean, we can, we have the talent to take the Rockets toe to toe. We've proven that this season. We hadn't played them yet on our slump currently, right? We hadn't played them uh, since like before All Star break. The right? last time we played them was that when we played at Houston, and it comeback. was a really fun comeback game. Yes. Yep. Down like twenty five, came all the way back. Yeah. Um. All in all, uh, I guess most likely we're going to see James Harden and the A team of Houston, but there's still a chance that um they could have their spot solidified. That is Houston's last game of the season, um. And it definitely is going to help us. But what makes it even worse is that is um, that day, Tuesday, April 9th, is not the last game of Portland's schedule. Portland has four games left. Houston has three. Portland has two games back. Like Their next two games are versus Denver. So if they lose, Ooh. let's just say if Denver beats them in both of those games, therefore Houston is back uh, is up two games in the loss column versus Houston. Houston has the Eastern Conference cupcakes left for their schedule. I think it's like New York Knicks and then the Phoenix Suns right after. So they're going to win those games. So if De- say, so say so say if Denver um beats Portland these next two games, Houston can rest their starters. Because they'll be up because Houston will be up two games on them. And yep. they, Houston does not have the tiebreaker. That's another thing that I need to put out there with Portland. Portland has the tiebreaker over Houston. So if they are up to going into their last game of the season, they lose, they're fine. Basically, yeah, basically we're tremendous Nuggets fans because, you know, they, I mean, they have a, they have a lot of, uh, they, they play a lot of teams that are kind of, you know, that can really kind of close down some of these, you know, these uh, seed battles. And uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm all I'm all for the Nuggets just clearing everyone out for now, but yeah, no, that 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 sweep would be huge. Um, so but I've been very impressed with the way that Portland's been playing without Nurkic. Yeah, that, and without that boggles McCollum me how healthy. they've been able to stay like as the three seed in the standings. What are they three? Are they four? Are they They're four? four right now. Okay, how they've been able to stay afloat without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, it's a shame that we've run on this run because it really did set up what we said in past pods where we could have really played Portland in the first round without Nurkic and put little baby in his canter can't play canter in his yep. spot. And we just we just I yeah, even even the way bad way we're playing the way we set up versus Trailblazers is we just swept them in the first round. I mean, we're really paying the piper here right now because just win the easiest of games against Memphis and Dallas, and you're, you're I mean you're 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 sitting in four. Or no, you're sitting. You're sitting in five, not four. Um, or at least we'd. No, that's not true. That's not true. We'd be. We'd be a game behind the uh, Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. still, it's. I mean, all in all, just aside from the scenario game, from where we are right now, 
We want Denver to win this game that's coming up tomorrow night, Friday night, um, 9.30, and then uh, Sunday, 8 o'clock. If you see that, that is just going to be awesome for us because we will know that Houston's not going to play their starters. There's no point. There's no point at all for them to play them. And I was thinking about it, you know, with as bad as we've been playing, if we can get on a little run and get a little bit momentum in, you know, towards the end of the season going into the playoffs – Let's just say we upset, you know, let's just, okay, let's say best case scenario, we get the sixth seed and we upset Houston or Portland. After that, we're like, seeding doesn't matter because we were already going to be the three seed. If we had stayed, you know, our current pace, we were going to be at the three seed behind Denver. So now, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all, it doesn't even, three, six, seven, it doesn't matter because we'd be playing Denver, you know, on the road anyway without home court. So I think it'd be fair game after that. Yeah, I got. I guess I got one question for y'all. Just this made me think of this. Would you rather play Houston or Denver in the playoffs? Because being the six versus the seven isn't going to help you with um, in the future of getting home court in the second and conference finals. Six. So would you, so would you rather end up play, being the six playing Houston or being the seven and play Denver? I think there's definitely a bit of uh, you know a bit of concern with how Denver you know, has played against us, you know, swept us. Obviously that doesn't matter much. Uh, Jazz beat us after sweeping us in the regular season. But um, I don't know. I feel like our play style fits better against Houston than it would against the Nuggets. Uh, I think we're going to have to run into either of these teams either way if we get lucky enough to get a six or a seven uh, and avoid Golden State first round because that's just, that's a death knell right there. Um but yeah, no, I I think I think I'd have to pick Houston, despite the fact that James Harden is a complete, you know, he's a complete dynamo. He's, un, he's he can be unstoppable at times. I would definitely pick Houston. I mean, Bobby, I was gonna say the same thing. Our play style definitely matches up way better versus them. But also, I would, and besides the fact that we've gotten swept by Denver this year, and that's that series between them has just looked awful. We ha- we ha- I don't think we have once really looked like the better team versus Denver all year, but. I would I would rather play Houston and then if we possibly upset them, which I would I would possibly I would place money on. I think we could. Um, and besides the fact that I would hate picking the beard to win, but um, if we had upset Houston at that point, I think it'd be really good to get some momentum going after a first round upset heading into Denver instead yeah. of you know meeting them you know face off with them first round at a two versus seven and which is with can. Like with the same momentum that we've been playing recently. Yeah, I feel like kind of my take on this is I really don't care if we play Houston or if we play Denver. I just want to play in the playoffs after we win these four games in a row. I want to do have whatever possibility we have if we're just on a roll, having momentum. You see that in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament of teams that do really well at the end of the season, carry it on over like Auburn and go far. So 2011 anything- UConn. Yes. So if the seven seed means that we lost one of these games and we still ended up getting over the Spurs, um, that's I do not want to play Denver. So I guess in the scenario standpoint, us playing Houston, I would definitely rather have because that means it guaranteed us that we won our four games in a row. Agreed. Because there's no way we get into six without that. And it's pivotal that we keep, that we get a first round win. I know it's it's just participation trophy, but I think just for. The sake and well-being of the team and improvement uh, and seeing that we actually have a next step up from last season 
uh, is very, very big for us going into the offseason because this is going to be an overhaul this offseason. There's going to be a lot to talk about coming up with draft and free agency where we didn't, at the beginning of the season, we did not think that was going to be the case. So positive momentum is absolute key. So free agents that are coming in can see, hey, I want to go and be a part of this team and put them up to that next level, that missing piece that screwed them up throughout the middle of the season, and I can be that rather than the recruit saying, this might be some tainted water that I don't want to stick my feet in. Exactly, because yeah. last year was easy to point, you know, easy to scapegoat Carmelo, easy to scapegoat the new system. This would be, ending this season and another first round bounce would be, let's just put it this way, completely tragic. I guess in terms of, you know, basketball sense, you know, not really tragic. Excuse me. It would be, it would be very tragic. Failure. Yeah, it would it would be very bad for. I mean, it would be very bad. It would be our third straight first round bounce. Uh, we had we have. I mean, I don't have to tell you, but you know, once once you kind of get three in a row without Durant, then it starts to become a little bit of a concern. Uh, it's a it's a definitely a concern now, but this would be a little bit of panic mode. I think you could say. I I don't think you you can kind of count out. You know, Russ's MVP season. I mean, what else did you expect? But, I mean, yeah, I think two first-round exits in a row, that's when you start to kind of rethink everything. The, yeah, this I is a no-excuses think, season. Yeah. The, I only, think the only excuse you have is Robertson. I was, about, I was just about to say I think that's something that is kind of like hope, you know, for next season that once – because he, he hasn't touched a lineup, you know, with these guys. So we have no idea how it would even work. So I think that that's hope for next season – um, actually, I, you know, I think maybe if we can get past the first round this season and maybe lose to Denver in a tough like six game, seven game series, I wouldn't be as concerned. But if we get bounced right in the first round and it looks exactly like last year, it's going to be tough to swallow. 100%. Yeah, um, we need we need to have something that looks like that you could actually call a playoff run. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I have. I have one more question though, right before I got to bounce, because I got to bounce around in about seven minutes. But for you guys, I think playoff experience really matters when it comes to making a serious run into the postseason. So, do you guys think that Denver will actually get, no matter if the Thunder play well or not, you think Denver Denver can actually get to the Western Conference Finals and challenge Golden State because they haven't touched the playoffs these lineup with their their current team right now? Yeah. I think I think the challenging Golden State thing, the way we saw the other night and what Golden State did to Denver, um, I think that's out of the question. Um, but I, do I think Denver can succeed in the playoffs? I do because I agree with you. Having experience is very key, and teams with a lot without experience kind of tend to crumble if they're a regular season team, say like Toronto the past couple years. Um, but I think what makes them so special and that can overcome that is they. Whenever you have experience, it brings a kind of IQ to your basketball IQ to your game in the playoffs that you know it's different. But Jokic's IQ is so high and it's great that it kind of puts them over that hump of not having experience to where I think that he can be kind of this calm and then all of these new guys trying to um, prove themselves saying that we can do a playoff run um, will really help. I think Denver can do really well this um, postseason and make the conference finals, but then Golden State's just kind of something unattainable. That's a yeah. good point. Golden State's like next level. Um, 
they're not they're, they're not going to challenge them. However, I do think that I mean, just look at their matchups first round. Uh, I think I think other than Oklahoma City, either one of the either the Clippers or the Spurs. I think those are both just. I think those are easy matchups for them. It'll get their feet wet in the first round. You know, get they'll really get into you know kind of the playoff vibe. But I think I think more than anything, I think their style really fits. Uh, really fits you know kind of kind of the playoff style. You know, they're they're pretty solid half court. Um, very disciplined team. Got a great coach, Mike Malone. Uh, I think this is a team that is built for playoff success. And just look, if you just look at the consistency of how they play and, you know, the steadiness, the even-keeledness of it. Uh, and plus, you know, the Pepsi centers, you know, uh, that's a tough place to play, you know. Yeah. You, you don't you don't want to play in the Beepus Center. It's tough. They've, they've, they've got, they've they've got the playoffs, everything. Too. That crowd's ready. Yeah, no, I, I remember last time, well, the, the only time I went to uh, the Pepsi Center was for a playoff game in 2011, and uh, I was threatened. Uh, people said they would go, they were going to pee on me in the bathroom, so I uh, haven't returned since. Did they pee on you? They did not pee on me. They did not, which is good, but they, they were they were definitely talking about it. There were several people like, hey, let's go pee on, let's go pee on the Thunder Kid. <laughs> I think uh, teams... Teams that move the ball very well, like the Spurs, always have a shot in the playoffs. So I do think they have a real shot making the Western Conference Finals. But also, I think, you know, for as balanced as the league is this year, besides the Golden State and Denver, and then if the Thunder had actually played to our potential and were the three seed, I don't think there's really any other solid, like, Real, real, like Western Conference Finals contenders in the West. I don't think Houston's that good. Like, I, well, I mean, well, okay. Let me let me take. I that disagree. Back. I, I think they're good, back. but they're fools. Gold. Hold on, hold on. I, I mean, obviously, like you can only like what I was gonna say is they don't have, they won't make the Western Conference Finals. Houston won't, and I think it's mainly because of the place that with the defensive players that they lost, um, and the. The style of play that Harden plays currently right now, you just can't win with that in the playoffs. It's shown over and over and over again. It's fool's gold. It's got the same thing's going to happen again. You just can't win with that style of play. Okay. And it's – I just – I don't see it happening. I mean, Portland obviously won't. Thunder yeah. won't. Spurs won't. I just – I don't I don't see any other – Utah won't. I don't see any other team that can seriously – make a, a really solid Western Conference Finals run. Yeah, okay, I guess with your last three minutes, Ford, let's just do this and then we'll call it a pod. Um, you give us your prediction of how far the Thunder go in the playoffs, what seed they'll be, um, and then your Conference Finals, and then your NBA champion. Okay. Well, we can, we can, yeah, we can, uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, if the Thunder get the seven seed and play no, Denver, What are they? Think... Just straight up. What What do you huh? think is going to happen? Just oh, what, what do I, is going to happen? What do I think is going to happen? Yeah. Oh man. Okay, I'm trying to balance pessimism and optimism. <laughs> um You know what? I'm gonna say we're six seed, we play Houston, we win in six games, we lose to Denver in six, and uh Golden State dominates Denver five or four one in the Western Conference Finals, and uh they beat Milwaukee in six games. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for uh podding with us, Ford. Yeah, yeah, always a good guys. time. All right, glad, um, glad, glad, I'm glad we didn't actually fire you like we said we would uh, <laughs> a couple pods ago. We we said at the end of the pod, if Ford's listening to this and he mentions it to us, we'll let him back on the pod. But I if he does not, not listen that. to us, <laughs> that he will be shunned and banned, and he uh, never did. So I will. I- yep. All right.
forward. Th- thanks for being on. See ya. All right. I guess I'll do mine real quick. I yeah, think, for sure. I think we're going to end up being the seven seed. Uh, we're going to play Denver. We're going to lose in uh, – I'll say we'll lose in six. We'll lose at home, and it's going to be horrible. And uh, I think Denver-Golden State conference finals, I think Golden State sweeps them. Golden State meets Toronto in the playoffs. Golden State wins in six. Yep. And uh, I'm going to go Thunder Thunderfall to the eight seed because I just – I don't trust them. And they play Golden State round one, actually push them to six or seven. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven. Uh, game season or series goes seven. Thunder lose. It feels kind of. It, it feels kind of like the Lakers series in 2010, except for the fact that we are way. You know, it's it's like it's like getting like blackout drunk as a 40 year old. It's something that was like okay for you to do when you were young. But you know what? Now that it's old, it's just a little sad. Yeah. Uh, so that's very thund- good. Yeah, Thunder losing seven. It's 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 you know somewhat uh, encouraging, but overall, you know what? Just it's just it's just not that great. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my take on it. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see, and you know we'll uh, we'll dive into this you know next week once everything's set. Do kind of a bit of a true NBA Finals preview. Or not NBA Finals, NBA Playoff uh, first round preview, kind of talk about everything. But yeah, this is going to be a fun month. Lots of content coming your way. We got it. We like Jameson. We got that spring game coming up. Oh man, be ready for that Schooner Pod blown up, and it's going to be a long episode. We're going to have to go through depth chart and, and new defense and who's where and. The recruit, the recruiting corner is going to be. I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's, it's going it, to be lush with content, Bobby. You're just going to have to sit there and listen because I'm just going to have to ramble for a while. <laughs> I suggest that people listen to this on two times speed. Probably calm it down and go back yep. to one and a half or one for that recruiting corner. Oh yeah, no, that the recruiting corner is going to be glorious. I'm excited for it. Um, might I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's going to be one of those legend, like just a legendary long pod. Uh, and then, you know, the playoffs start where, you know, we'll do a preview on, on Wednesday. And um, one thing I'm going to be start, we're, we're, we just, it's it's too hard to compartmentalize and meet up for every single game. So we're going to have quick reactions uh, after, you know, after big games. Or we'll tr- I'll, I'll give you quick reactions. You know, whoever is, you know, available, jump on. Uh, we're going to figure that out. Um, might be bonus, might, might not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we'll have mini pods after the after every Thunder playoff game, um, and and then I guess we'll, we'll figure out the structure for meeting up. But we'll, you'll be getting a lot of pod, a lot of content all the way through the playoffs, uh, and you know, then into the off season where we'll I guess to kind of figure out what to get go where to go from there. But yeah, Jameson, uh, any last words on uh, Thunder before we enter the postseason? We've got a busy, busy time. And I say this a lot, but we just got to wait and see. I Like I said earlier in the pod, the Detroit game, we'll learn a whole lot of what's going to happen. Before the Houston Rockets game, I have a feeling we'll know what our seed's going to be. So let, let me ask you this question. So let's say, let's, say, let's say the Thunder somehow make a run, go to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, 
how are, are you, are you, is that good or bad? Because you're going to be out, I think you're going to be oh out like God. in a shack somewhere yeah. in, in, in uh, parts unknown. Yeah, I'll be in Hawaii. Uh, you get a parts unknown reference there from the travel channel. With I, hey man, you, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Josh Gates, parts unknown. Have you seen that show? That is like, I'd rather watch <laughs> Claws on TNT than Josh Gates, parts unknown. It's just this dude who's like, oh man, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. He just I thought it was around. one of Bourdain's own shows old shows oh dude no uh-uh uh i think i what am i thinking is it wasn't josh gates shows what you made me think of it's a stupid stupid thing where this guy walks around and tries to find treasure sometimes <laughs> it's like what it's it's expedition unknown is that what you said uh, I, no i said parts unknown. Oh, okay so i missed it but yeah he also has a called destination truth is another show he likes to do um he is miserable absolutely miserable so i'd rather watch claws than that as a little aside but no um if i'm in hawaii and the western conference finals um pops up i will be returning near the end of may so i uh, i just kind of thought that it wasn't gonna happen to be honest with you so uh i already have flights booked i really can't get back uh but i'll be watching them on around i guess three o'clock p.m hawaii time so yeah we'll cross that bridge when we get to it uh you know well, we can always have Ford on or, you know, it, it, for ex- especially excruciating bad losses, maybe stick Garrett or Tyler on. I, I That would be, oh, man. Uh, that would be, be bad. That would be um, hard to listen to. All, all I'm saying is uh, I, I don't think we're going to have a problem there. I'm not trying to be pessimistic because there's a lot of Thunder fans are. I think that's just very, very realistic. Uh, if you looked at Vegas betting odds of Thunder to advance in the first round, I think that um, – pessimism is a lot more realism yeah to quote uh stephen a smith uh things are bad they're very very bad oh man yep, yeah that is. so yeah well thank you so much for listening to our podcast everyone it's uh always a pleasure we're looking forward to continuing this you know all the way through until until the thunder uh, aren't playing anymore so we'll talk summer plans whenever we get to that but as always uh you know rate us and review us you know give us that five star rating we love them uh, so, you know, we're, we're available on every podcast or every podcast station you can think of, you know, Apple podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, you know, the drill. Um, so yeah, thank you as always for listening. We, it means a lot to us and, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been growing pretty solid and, you know, got some plans for the summer. So keep listening. This month of April is going to be exciting. Awesome. I'm pumped. So yeah. For me, Ford and Jameson, uh, thanks for listening and thunder up. Let's not screw this one up this time.